Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to Excess of Everything, a show about two girls and their excessive consumption of media. I'm Scarlett Curtis, writer and activist. And I'm Grace Campbell, comedian and author. Each week we check in to relapse. Uh, each week we check to in relapse. to recap. To relapse, yeah. I mean, fair. To recap the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and catch up about what we've been watching, loving, hating. Um, I don't know. It's coming home. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I want to begin this podcast with something that's bothered me, so I'm dealing with it right now. Apple AirPods, which are in general a great invention, um, don't work if you've got like any kind of dangly earrings. Oh, on. is that what the sound was? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm taking out. I'm taking out my earrings. Yeah. That was a very vague. Billy can you Irish can reference. you hear mine? You can hear it when I don't know. Yeah. Okay. When you move, it's really annoying. Yeah. It was really and it's annoying. Just one of those classic examples of no women in decision making in... rooms. <laughs> but also, why aren't they waterproof? Is what I'd love to know. That really. Why can't me. I, I really... swim with AirPods in? I really want to wear AirPods in the sea. Yeah, like if I could swim in AirPods, oh my god, that would elevate the swimming experience so much more. It would be life changing. I do get so bored when I'm swimming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like when the with the Lido, when it got a little bit warmer, when there was a heat wave, I was like, this just isn't the vibe. Because when I'd get in, it would be so cold. That's what I was concentrating on was being yeah, freezing. Exactly. And then when the water's warm, I'm like, oh, this is why I used to hate swimming. So I get so bored. Even I've been swimming in the sea every day this week, and the sea's a bit too hot now as well. It's really annoying. Really? Yeah, but the waves have been really big, and um. The other day I went swimming on my own and I'm really scared of swimming on my own, obviously, because it's the sea. And um, the waves were really big and the only other people in the sea was like this eight-year-old boy and this 10-year-old girl. And I was like, okay, if I swim near them, they'll like rescue me if something goes wrong. So I just swam next to these tiny children and was like trying to chat to them and make conversation. And they were so freaked out. I was like trying to make small talk, like, waves quite scary today aren't they and they were like yeah. they're like not as scary as you madam and every time they swam away I just followed them because I was like I need to be near someone how's your week been Scar it's been okay it's been kind of boring um I had one of those days today where I woke up and decided to get straight to writing and then 
did every single thing I could think of to not write before writing, including obsessively cleaning the dishwasher, my washing, my dryer filter. What? Is that a thing that I have to do? Yeah. Otherwise your dryer might set on fire. But you don't have to do it, you know, as obsessively. I I also made a full birth chart reading for the amazing woman who dyes my hair. I <laughs> took my dog for real. Very needed then. work. Very needed work. And then it's six thirty PM finally sat down to write. You know what? That's part of the process. It really getting is. to write for ten minutes. The whole Takes way eight after that hours. is the writing process. Yeah. You're Honestly, like though. I do that all the time I on Monday morning I woke up and I was like I'm gonna have such a productive week and so I was like I'm gonna go for a walk because people always say you just go for a walk and you like clear your head so I went for a walk and then I went and got a juice at like the juice shop near my house and then I ended up just going to Hampstead Heath and just filming Instagram stories of myself like an hour and then I got home and I was like I still have I have no plan for the week (laughs) (laughs) it's so hard though like every time I sit down to write I'm like I forgot I need to drill that hook into my wall (laughs) oh my gosh how did I forget I obviously can't write until the hook is drilled (laughs) in and I buy a drill and a hook yeah yeah exactly no I have to go (gasps) to a really far away place to get the specific drill drill and then it probably won't come till Tuesday and then I can't so, relax until it does. No luck. No luck, I'm afraid. No writing today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I just think it's that uh, that 10 minutes, that sweet, sweet, sweet 10 minutes that you get. And you're like, wow, that's probably the best part of, of anything I'm ever going to write is that 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> True. But that's also funny. Like, I, I'll have evenings where, like, well, no, days where if I've done a gig the night before, I'll wake up and I'm like, I'll just have the morning off because I did a 10 minute set last night yeah. of material that I wrote a year ago. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh no, I have to have the morning off because I'm exhausted from the 10 minute set that I did last night. I know. Well, I'll like procrastinate, go on a walk and then be like, I am so tired from that walk. I need a nap. Yeah, I have, I have to go to sleep. <laughs> I obviously sleep. have to go back to sleep. <laughs> How could I work? But this is the thing, like I was thinking about this this week because I've been so tired, Scarlett. Like I you know that I go through phases of like sleeping an insane amount and this week has just been like it's been ludicrous I'll talk to my mum in the morning and I'm like mum I just slept for 15 hours and she's just like I'm so jealous I'm so jealous I can't sleep five hours I'm like no no I don't like it I feel like I've literally been in a coma and I'm trying to wake up but your body clearly needs it like I truly believe that when you sleep that but long... But from what? I don't do anything. <laughs> this is what I mean. I do a 10-minute set. <laughs> I do yeah, a 10-minute set, and then I need to sleep for 15 hours. Yeah, but your brain is working so hard to process this to trauma. do the 10-minute set. <laughs> Look, that 10 have... minutes alone, I'm working so hard. You have a complicated mind, and as my therapist said to me the other day, it sounds horrible to be in your brain. Mm. And I think sometimes you need to just sleep to recover from just being gross. But then this is what I was thinking. I was thinking like, okay, for example, like 
you know, if we were making a TV show and we had to get up every day at 6 a.m., how would I do that? You'd do it. You would do it. If I had a child, like, I just can't. Like, my mind has to process, like, the smallest of things over, like, a week period of time with, like, 15 hours sleep, a lot of time on my own, a lot of time not doing any work. Like, how do people function? I have no idea how anyone functions when they don't just have their full-time job is just looking after themselves yeah I um yeah I mean I famously had two root canals last week in 24 hours and I'm still recovering yeah exactly (laughs) yeah yeah I mean but that's the thing like it takes a long time to recover no but I do think realistically I was listening to a comedian on a podcast today and he was saying um he set himself a goal of just to work for an hour a day and then if he ends up working more than that he ends up working more than that but as in like writing work and it was like actually yeah these things are hard and like we have weird jobs and I don't know sometimes just setting your expectations really small helps I don't know I agree I also do think that anything uh creative I just think everyone has their own way and that's why I say that thing about the 10 minutes because in some ways the 10 10 minutes of really really good writing is better than like a whole day of trying to write you yeah. just have to get yourself into the, into the right mind frame mindset um to be able to just I don't know think clearly totally but I also think you know and not to sound like a broken record but like coming out of COVID is really complicated you know like we none of even if we're not feeling it on the top of our head in the front of our mind or whatever like we've all been inside for a year and a half and I I do think lot I do think sometimes you're underestimating like how big a shift this is you know yeah yeah I mean I was I was saying this earlier but like I have this weird thing now that I'm going out of my house all the time where I went through a breakup in the second third whatever however many lockdowns but now I'm going out all the time I haven't experienced this like going out and being around in London not with my ex boyfriend and it's Mm. like a really weird confusing experience because I've basically not experienced London for like over a year and then now I'm Mm. like going to East London South London and I'm having all these memories and it's like I didn't really think about what that was going to feel like because I've just been in my flat this whole time yeah it's like such a safe space for me I really get that and it's really really tough and I think places can lead to such intense memories like every time I go back to New York now I just remember like being in love with this boy that didn't love me back and like crying on every street that I walked down like it's it's still such a visceral thing but I do think you'll overwrite those memories quite quickly like yeah I mean I'm in my family's house in Suffolk right now and for years no not for years for a long time when I used to come up here it just reminded me of being sick and being up here and it was like such a horrible memory and then I never thought I'd be able to get rid of that and it does just pass the longer that you're kind of walk on those roads and create new memories exactly I mean that's that's it you just have to like replace the memories and replace the people the person anyway mm-hmm. um, that's probably why you're tired so time. yeah I know but like fuck that that's what I mean like god why do we do this to ourselves mm. I was gonna say it was really funny earlier so I was in Soho just now and I was working at my friend's co-working space and then on Sunday I did a show at this venue in Soho and um had I left my sunglasses there so I went back to get my sunglasses 
And they said to me, oh, there's some filming going on in the green room where your sunglasses are. And I walk in and obviously this week I've discovered football. I don't know if anyone's heard of football. It's this amazing sport. I've gotten really into it. <laughs> Three lines on a shirt by Frank Skinner and David Baddiel. Anyway, I walk into this tiny room. It's like the size of a cupboard. And David Baddiel is there filming and he's doing oh. an interview about the song. And I was like, this is so weird. I was like, hello. And he was like, what do you want? And I was like, I'm just looking for my Dior sunglasses. <laughs> Have you seen them? <laughs> and they were like... Uh, no and then I really awkwardly was like fumbling around the room looking I was like I made him stand up because I was convinced they were under the pillow of the sofa he was on they weren't anywhere in the room I didn't find them but I kept being like just in like black Dior sunglasses can you see them also it's coming home David it's coming home (laughs) how funny I I think when you die if you die and go to heaven and they play you like a video of your life Yours will just be you looking for your sunglasses. No, I know. You spend such a huge portion of your life looking for your sunglasses. (laughs) So true. You know what? Some of my biggest life moments have been defined by me looking for sunglasses. I know. Some of my biggest life moments have been defined by me looking for your sunglasses. (laughs) Wait, when? I just always I feel our whole friendship is just you asking me if I've seen your sunglasses it is always and then like I'm looking and then for my like sunglasses. telling me just how important this pair of yeah. sunglasses is and yeah, like yeah. being really angry about it they always have this like insane significance to me I remember yeah. once I was at a festival when I was 18 and I fell asleep uh on a beanbag and I, I fell asleep for about 20 minutes and I woke up and my sunglasses are gone and I woke up and I cried for 15 hours because I was like, these are like special edition Ray-Bans. Like, oh my God, I'm gonna be, my mum's going to be so angry. I, was, I went to Anna's Airbnb. She's in bed with her ex-boyfriend. I was like hysterically crying. I've lost my sunglasses. I'm not going to be able to live without them. And then the next day, this boy came up to me and he was like, oh, I've got your sunglasses, by the way. And I was like, you do not understand like what I've been going through. Because my sunglasses are like, you know me. It's like, it's like everything. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's my hair, it holds my hair up, it covers my face. <laughs> Again, this, so this is what you do, where you pre- you pre- think that something is very unique to you. Yeah. When it's just very <laughs> universal, like, everyone likes their sunglasses, and it holds up their hair, and it protects their eyes from the sun. But you're like, I <laughs> feeling this way about sunglasses. No, I'm the first person to ever... Have an attachment <laughs> to sunglasses. I'm just you figured out sunglasses can hold your hair up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't relate because I have never, I never lose anything. Like, I could count on one hand the things I've lost and I know where all my belongings are at all times. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, that really, is so impressive. It's a really odd skill, but it's true. But and that's why we like, are so yin and yang. We are. But I always say to my mum, see, it's okay if I spend a lot of money buying things because I'll never lose them. It's true. And I do think there's some point in that. That is true. I That's yeah. why I have such a, is, is it like frivolousness to everything? So like mm. whenever I buy anything, I'm like, oh, I'll probably have this like maximum a year. Like I never get attached to things. Oh no, I'm, like, I'm attached to everything. I remember there was one year where um, 
when I was at school and we used to go to these house parties and people would come and like steal all of our belongings and um my mom my mom in the period of three months bought me a Marc Jacobs purse and a really nice Vivian Westwood purse and they both got stolen like the day I got them and my mom and also what's even funny is they got stolen by people who went to my primary school so my mum ended up getting them back she knew the people's mums but it was just this ongoing thing that like wherever I'd go I'd just drop something and I'd be like okay never coming back I love that yeah whereas the other day I found the first purse I'd ever been given and at the age of 12 and still have oh my god that is mad yeah yeah, but also that's why you've worrying. got such a good like inventory of your life. Because mm. you, you've I... got what? <laughs> uh, I just don't know if it's a good thing. I was talking to my therapist about it this week, and she was like saying that there was probably something wrong with holding on to everything so dearly. But I think you know, I think it's both. <laughs> no, I think it's both. Like I think. Yeah obviously it's like why you're holding on to stuff but I do think that there is this like nice thing about sentimentality and like being able to be like I want this because it reminds me of things yeah I agree I definitely agree and it it, it would be nice to show the children that I'm never gonna have but maybe I'll show my dog one day and she'll appreciate yeah. it yeah Betty will love Betty will love um right okay, should we talk about Real Housewives yeah, I guess. I mean, it was just like this week. Should we talk through what happened? Yeah. So um, it was all based around a night at Lisa Rinna's house where they were having not bolognese, bolognese. So I don't know if you noticed that, but that's what Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin, they kept saying bolognese. And I was like, have you ever left America? It was so weird. And also Lisa Rinna kept claiming that Harry's Bolognese was famous in Canada. Yeah, I was was so confused by that. How did his Bolognese get famous in Canada? But is he Canadian? I was really confused. I have no idea. Although one thing that was interesting was Harry Hamlin was in this episode a lot. And I think he used to really avoid being on camera. And maybe he's loosened up a bit with that. Well, you know, he's my wet dream. Harry Hamlin yeah, is literally like, if I could make a mould of the person I want to have children with, it's him. Someone to just make bolognese and like, do, no, no, that's, that's all I want is someone that's just going to like, like stress over the vegetable patch and like make yeah. bolognese pasta. Like that's all I want. There was so a nice handsome. moment when he, he bought some little pumpkins to decorate the table. Yeah, it was so cute. And also there was yeah. a really funny moment when Kyle was saying that she had a child at 19 and she was like, that could be Amelia. <laughs> Who is Harry and Lisa's daughter, who's dating Scott Disick. Um, before the very dramatic, not dramatic dinner at Rinner's, we got a glimpse of um, Kathy's house, which I was completely obsessed with. It's like the biggest mansion you've ever seen. Um, Crystal goes there to play tennis on Kathy's tennis court. But then inside, it's all this like, weird matching blue sort of paisley print on the chairs and the sofas and the curtains and I just it's so me like I have matching wallpaper with my curtains I'm obsessed with like weird old houses that look like they belong to grannies and um I just loved it yeah that was that is very you I I also loved it 
like I just think her house and also Kathy's just so eccentric that like she probably just gets lots of different people to do lots of different things and it turns out to be this like explosion of style <laughs> totally and she forgets what she's ordered there's yeah. a moment where um Mauricio and Kyle are like in the kitchen with Kathy and Mauricio goes to kiss Kyle and Kathy's like oh Covid's still around don't get too close and Kyle's like He's my husband. We live together. It's just so no, no. amazing. That's like something my grandma would say because she'd forget that I'm her granddaughter. And then another moment was later on when Crystal and Sutton are having the same bloody fight that they've been having for the last three episodes. Um, Sutton goes, I can't just pretend that everything's hunky-dory. And Kathy gets this really serious look on her face and goes, who's hunky-dory and they're all like they all ignore her and then she's in the testimonials and she goes who's hunky-dory is it a nickname how have I never met hunky-dory and she's so terrified that she's never met this person that just honestly brings brings me straight back to last week when she pointed at Dorit and was like you know I love Kyle I love Lisa I love the English girl (laughs) Who might be called Hunky Dory because I still haven't figured yeah. out her name. That's the thing. She's probably like, that's that's the English girl. Hunky Dory. English girl. That's the Finally. English girl. <laughs> Tell me her name. Speaking of the English girl, there's the weirdest moment where Dorit is doing her testimonial bit to camera and she's talking about how amazing Harry is cooking his bolognese. And she goes, um, Make no, me a all... sandwich. No, but she goes, all that PK is good for is saying can you make me a sandwich? And she does an American accent. I know. Well, her English make me a sandwich. Too, but her whole accent is based on PK's English accent. And then when she was imitating PK, she did an American accent. It was so weird. She is living in a simulation, Doreen. She really is. She I really is. So like, she's a sim. There's someone yeah. else just typing in codes. <laughs> That's why her accent is so confused, because she just... Uh, they're just not programming her like on the same day. <laughs> yeah, totally. She's a fashion <laughs> AI robot that like Yeah, literally big... she's Louis Vuitton. She's a Louis yeah. Vuitton simulator. She's a Louis Vuitton <laughs> mannequin that someone let loose. Yeah. Yeah. Um just... Okay, describe what's happening with Sutton and Crystal. Oh my god, I'm so bored, Scarlett. Like I already yeah. said this before. I'm like this is like a fight going on in my friendship group. And I'm like, wait, 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 we already spoke this through. Like, yeah. why are we still speaking about something that's so irrelevant? I'm not going to lie. I don't, I, it's really put me off crystal. Like, I just oh. think, I just really think, why are you taking it this far? Like, it's just, there's this bit like in when she goes, are you, uh, what is it? Are you living on another planet? And then she's like, not like you. And it's just like, this woman is clearly struggling and very vulnerable and, and not well and I just think she's kind of taking the piss out of that you um, mean Sutton is Sutton is not well yes I think Crystal yeah, is it's like very taking clear. the piss I out mean, of her, that Sutton is one of the truly craziest people I've ever seen mm. on television she is like on another planet in a different way she's I've never seen a human like her see it's made me kind of like Crystal more just as a housewife like I think she's in some ways a perfect housewife she's so I think I thought she was going to be really nice and 
I think she's a good person and I think she's really clever but she's like such a bitch and I kind of love it I don't know I just think it's like all a bit un- I just unless unless this is just because they've still not really got much of a plot in this season so this is being kind of manipulated but like I just think if it is genuine I think she's just taking it too far like it's yeah. it's a really stupid thing that happened and like I understand she's already said her piece like I understand why it upset her but like the fact that I wasted another hour today watching this be discussed when it's like yeah I, it's not that deep I don't know I just no, always I agree. think like I you're taking it a bit far and now you're kind of making your point really insignificant no I don't think she's behaving well I just I like her like I think she's good I think she's good TV I just want um, like the the Erica stuff which is like I feel like we've literally been like I've now got trust issues with this season because I thought it was all going to be about Erica and now it's like every episode there's like an amazing next week and then yeah. when next week comes that's all like that clip that we saw next week is all that we see I have to say, this is one of the problems with Beverly Hills, is they don't have enough content. Like, remember the season with the, like, did Denise kiss, sleep with Brandy? And it was like, that was promised to be this amazing season because there was this explosive piece of gossip. And actually, they couldn't make it last the season and they didn't have enough footage. And I think um, they've got to sort of... I think, like, they don't need to depend on the drama. Like, I think we'd all be happy seeing you know, just what they were up to and interesting things, but they get so obsessed with the drama and the fights that they then just stretch it out when it doesn't need to be. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, I, I agree. I just, I just don't know, like, I feel like they're then left with like Sutton and Crystal like this is a thing yeah. because there hasn't been any drama in this season apart from yeah. Erica which is like she's probably been so in control of what we are seeing that yeah. we're just being dragged out like today I really switched off and then I started just like um doing stuff around my room because I was just like oh this is like 
such a boring argument. Like you're you literally are arguing about nothing. No, um, I'm the same. I was doing my stretches while watching. Love. Love. <laughs> um, um what else did I write down? More Beverly Hills? Garcelle well Garcelle was wearing a fringe and it didn't look good. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that was everything I wrote. All I wrote was Bolognese. <laughs> All I wrote was Garcelle's fringe, bad. <laughs> um, I mean, Garcelle's the most beautiful woman and she always looks incredible, but the fringe was just not quite right. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, should we talk um, about Love Island? Because Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We're, Although, how far in are we? Um, we are, what do you mean, we're a week in? When we're like 10 days in, I think, yeah. 10 days, Jesus. Um, I will say a bit bored I'm not gonna lie I know you're not um yeah, I'm, I'm just not I'm loving it I'm basically decided it's because there's like I just think most of the girls are not really I, I'm not really connecting with many of them um I haven't watched last night's episodes so I haven't seen much of the two new girls I just and then I just don't really like love any of the men um I'll obviously keep going, but I have this week. I've missed like a, like two or three episodes. I'm not going to lie to you. I know. Well, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I I get it. I'm. I think I'm a. I, which is ironic because we have a TV podcast, but I'm a very undiscerning TV watcher. Like once I'm in, I'm in, and I do like the girls. Like I I just like watching girls try their best. Like I I don't know. I just think it's really interesting, and I like it. And then. The thing that's making me sad is I think none of the boys like the girls that they're coupled up with. Well, that's what's and like horrible to watch. It's horrible to watch. Very triggering. It is so triggering because you're just seeing these girls like invent this narrative about their romance and then the boys are just so not into it. And like, who among us has not invented a narrative and been like, he's not texting me back because he loves me so much. You know, it's a bit yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Did you yeah. watch the episode with the fight about them all being fake? The filler. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was fascinating. Um, but also like, tro- so troubling because I was just like, <laughs> girlies, come on, it's not that deep. Like, also that Aaron had said he doesn't like arm hair. That's that's like so offensive. That I think that's more offensive than someone saying yes! they don't like lip filler. That like what you want me to, <laughs> you want me to shave off my arm I, my arms are so hairy and like never once have I thought oh shit gotta shave off my arms before I get a boyfriend I know no it was so sweet I actually just kind of loved it because it was they were trying so hard to be feminist and make a feminist point but none of them understood what feminism none of them really understand what femini- feminism is and they all lost track of what they were fighting for and why and there is a point to be made, I guess, about like not caring that a woman is fake, but they didn't make it properly. And it was just so like all of these girls follow some feminist Instagram accounts and sometimes click on the links, but haven't read the articles and don't quite get it. I just really thought it was funny. I like watching it. Yeah, and it's all, yeah, but it's also that thing of like, when someone's not like saying what's agreeable to you you just get really 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 angry and say you don't understand like how hard it was for me like that was so and it's like 
okay, but like he wasn't saying that like you're disgusting. It wasn't about you basically. Yeah. And like then making it so much about yourself. Um, I know. I, it was yeah. It, I'm just happy they were trying. Like they were trying to make a point. You know. Yeah, but what is it? What's her name? Sharon or, or Sharon. Sharon? Sharon. Was it Sharon that compared it to race? Yeah, which was not right yeah. in any way. No, she, yeah. it was all. They were just all very confused. They just didn't really. They yeah. knew they were upset, but they didn't quite understand what they were upset about. I think you yeah. didn't watch last night's episode, but no, um, not yet. When it's coming home. Yeah, I I might have been watching Love Island <laughs> while everyone else was watching the football, but I cannot confirm <laughs> or deny these rumours. Um, last night, Wednesday night's episode, um, Aaron, who is becoming, I think, a true villain, um, likes the look of the two new girls and then decided to break up with Sharon immediately. And he kept going, it's not because of the new girls, it's because you were so horrible in your fight with Hugo and I just wanted to break up now. And it's so heartbreaking and it's so horrible what he's saying. And it's just, this is why I love Loveline because you're watching Sharon's face and she is so determined not to cry and she's so determined not to tell, let, let him know that she's upset. And she's just like, she's trying to kind of disagree with him and be like, look, I, I think it's because of the new girls. I don't think it's because of these things because he's like basically gaslighting and her and being like, I just don't like you. And um, it's got nothing to do with the new girls. And it's just like one of those moments that is the reason I love the show because it's watching these things that we very rarely get to see. Except when we're- Yeah, I mean, that's what was like, what was wild when those two girls came in and it was like every single one of the boys, when they were talking to those two girls, they were like, yeah, I'm not really happy in my couple. Yeah. Like, yeah, because of this fight that just happened or whatever. It's like, oh, my God, that poor boy. What's his name? Jake. Is that his name? Yeah. Jake is the worst person in the world. Jake doesn't have a chance of the two new girls, but he is just leading that poor girl on. And like, mm. I mean, unless unless they broke up last night, did they? No, I mean, all the boys are just terrible. And... Brad, yeah. exactly the same. He like totally told Rachel that she was exactly his type. And I know, then, and then as soon as he saw the blonde guy, he was like, you're my type. Yeah, and then yesterday he was on a date with one of them. They like set up these dates and he was like, yeah, I mean, she's not my type. She knows she's not my type. She knows it's not going to work. Neither of us are feeling it. It's not working. And it's like, fuck off. You are so evil. Like, it is interesting watching all the boys doing the same thing. And it's horrible. But then, like, there's not... That means that there is not one, like, couple that will sort of be through from the beginning. Yeah, but I... Because none, I of, think... none of them genuinely like each other right now. I know, but it might just be that it's a different kind of season where, like... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, where, of course. You know... No, I'm just saying, like, it might just be one of those things where people are just going to be coming in and out. Yeah, I think it will be. I think it'll be a big turnover season I also keep thinking about the people that are like the you know reserves of Love Island mm. who have had to quarantine for two weeks and are just like locked in a hotel in Spain it's a really interesting I want to see a documentary about that I know and they um, might not get in like I mean, they're Molly doing and that Tommy weren't an original couple yeah, that's true. But did 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 they both come in at the same time? Tommy no, came in she, later, didn't he? She was 
No, he was in from the beginning, but she came uh, in. She was like the first uh, girl, the new girl. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. It's just like none of the guys are giving me like a huge amount of faith. But, you I know, know they're all terrible. true to life. So It's very true to life. And I think we've all mm. had that thing where someone like makes up an excuse to break up with you. And actually, it would just be so much better if they just said, I don't want to be with you. Like, mm. You know, I've had someone be like, I can't be in a relationship now because of mental health. And then it's like five minutes later, they're in a relationship. And it's like, it would have just been so much better if you just said this isn't working. Like, you know, it's fine. It's fine if something isn't working, but don't like lie, you know, so I'm not angry at you. God, they're so selfish. They're so selfish. I know. I'm just trying to think if like, you know... I think we, I think women have much more empathy to not, like, some women do do that. And, like, don't get me wrong, I've got friends who are capable of stuff like that. But, like, I feel like we are so much more upfront of, like, how we're actually feeling. Yeah. And I also just think there's a thing with a lot of guys where they can't be alone. So they are, they just, you know, string you along and, and often will tell you that, like, they love you and they're like act out this kind of love thing just because they they can't just be like no this isn't quite working like I'm gonna be alone for a bit you know I mean maybe that's not a guy thing maybe it's everyone I just I've definitely had experiences like that I feel like basically the thing and that's what Love Island is like so perpetuating but I'm not sure if it's about not being alone but I think that they always think that they like want to be in this situation but they can always do better like that's what a lot of men always think it's like they're always like happy but I could be happier that's like the predicament of all men in Love Island ever is they're like I'm happy but like you know I'm gonna keep my options open if somebody else comes in I'm gonna talk to them yeah it's this this much is very very true um yeah I think I think I don't it's funny I just don't know many girls that think that way like Maybe it's a chemical thing. Like I don't know. It's really interesting. I, um, that's I think, why I, like I think a lot. I think a lot of girls do think that way. I just think they are less uh, likely to like be upfront about it. Yeah, I'm seeing that so much more now. Like when we're getting into our like not yet, but like latish twenties. Like more and more people I know are starting to be like, oh yeah, you know, I, I definitely could. I could have something different. I could have something that was like not necessarily better but like different for me but like women are just so much more like malleable like we're just much more willing to just put up with bullshit yeah agreed but it's interesting I mean none of the girls are saying I could do better in this in Love Island like it's an interesting phenomenon at least this season that all the boys are thinking they could do better and all the girls are like trying to convince themselves that they're falling in love especially Jake Honestly, as if he is I know, but deluded. Them, like Faye keeps saying that she's in love with Liam. Rachel keeps saying she's in love with Brad. Like they're all trying to, you know, pr- they're all just yeah trying to think that it's perfect. And actually, they could all probably do with thinking I could do better. Yes, exactly. I think we should all think that. Basically, <laughs> what I've decided in life yeah. is that I've I've um. Now that I'm single, I don't know if I've I've told you about this realization I've had, but it's an amazing one. Um, now that I'm single, like I keep meeting men like out and about, and like they'll flirt with me, and then they'll they'll 
either not or someone will say oh that person has a girlfriend and I'm like oh, okay yeah they were just flirting with me and I have this realization I was talking to one of my best friends about it Anna and I was like you know what I actually think going forward I'm just gonna basically if that's what men are gonna do then I'm also just gonna do that like I'm also just gonna be a flirt and and not feel guilty about that because basically all men do that so in my next relationship, yeah. I'm not going to worry about um, my boyfriend flirting with other women because I'll just be doing the same thing. Totally. And I think some people, I've seen this in like older couples that have been together for years where the way that some people interact with the opposite sex and the same sex is just to flirt, you know, yeah. and it doesn't mean yeah. there's anything going on there. It's just some people's yeah. conversational style is it's flirty. flirtatious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. the opposite problem where I'm truly incapable of flirting. Like, I I don't know what I'm missing in my brain. I don't know what it is. I can't flirt. And so even when I like someone, I've had so many people say to me, like, I had no idea that you like me. And I think I just kind of come to accept that. I think it's that I have a real problem, like, acting. Like, I'm a very bad Yeah, actor. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah whenever I you know throughout the last few years I've done a lot of stuff on stage and I'm exactly the same on stage as I am in real life like I can't even do like a stage persona or a podcast persona like what I see so many other people be able to do is like turn it on and I'm just me all the time and I think there's a level of flirting which is like pretense you know and and I'm not very good yeah. at yeah but this is why, like, um, I mean, that there are the the man that I was seeing earlier this year. That's exactly what he's like, which is why I think you guys are soulmates. Um, <laughs> but like, he, the, the best part of him was that I would always know that he was just completely incapable. He is completely incapable of flirting. Yeah. Um, and that was really nice because I was like, but I just also am remembering, and I remember this when I was single before. Um, how much I would realise like so many men are just so callously just like towing the line between what's like not cheating but like overstepping the line of like flirting when they're in a relationship um but I think I think think you're right I think maybe that's okay like I think it's fine I'm saying yeah this is what I'm saying I'm saying and what I've realised is like I'm I'm never gonna worry about that anymore because I do it we like we yeah. all to an extent do it and uh what my, what my friend Anna was saying and this is what she feels her boyfriend she's like you know he could flirt with someone but I know in my heart of hearts he would never take it that far and then that's fine yeah. um so yeah I think I agree like I think it's fine Let's and I just, think you know I need to get better at <laughs> if I can't flirt just telling people I like them which yeah is something I find terrifying but I think there's also this thing where because I can't flirt with people people don't flirt with me and like I used to say all the time like oh no one's attracted to me like you know it was that was just one of my lines I had about myself I was like yeah no one's attracted to me like no one ever flirts with me blah blah blah. and I think it's It's definitely because yeah, but it's definitely because you're not, you know, it's exactly what you were saying before, like them being like, oh, what, what? Like, yeah. you like me. I had no idea. Exactly. And I think flirting is a two-way street. And like, I just need to either get better at trying to flirt or just like accept that 
it's not that people aren't like hitting on me it's that I I don't like uh, I don't know I just can't like it's weird yeah yeah but I agree and I think like this is why um it's more about you just being like oh I like you you know like that that's what like you know this person I was seeing this year like he was he was completely incapable of flirting with me like didn't know he yeah. just didn't have that but he would be very much like I really like you I would like totally. okay that's your think, way of communicating that and I think actually it's why like I really like being like set up with people or whatever yeah. because I like that then there's a level to which like you've both agreed that you're at least vaguely attracted to each yeah. other yeah 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 and yeah. so you don't have to do the flirting because like it's like I'm fine as soon as the first date is secured I'm good it's yeah. just that beginning bit that I think I find really really hard oh my god that's the thing that like I just think is so like peak even now it's like I just want to know you're single <laughs> like to be yeah, set up with exactly. someone to know that they're definitely single would be really nice Totally, and that they've like seen a picture of you and at least yeah. like what they yeah. see. Like, I I think I because of like self consciousness when I was young for a really long time, um, I just never assume that anyone's attracted to me. And I see girls that just like go through the world assuming everyone's attracted to me, and everyone kind of ends up being attracted to them. Be attract, you know, like they assume everyone's attracted to them, and so it kind of happens. And I think I really sometimes like you know shoot myself in the foot because I'm just like <laughs> on a different plane I know but I I know and I I really do think that that's like about you realizing that you just have a different approach but it's it's none of like what you just said it's like it's just that you have like a a, de- a different and I, I think I do in a different way like have a different approach like um flirting and like all of that but then it's about being like okay now I'm just gonna make that like part of what's really unique about me is that I'll be able to is that you will look at someone and be like I like you like that's so different yeah I that's what I do need to do I think I also have that thing and I'm really interested if other people have this where like I find it so embarrassing having a crush on someone like I feel like I'm like 12 you know when you're like 12 and it's like the most embarrassing thing if someone finds out you have a crush on someone I still sometimes think I'm in that place where like yeah and it's I recently I have been better at it and like te- at least telling friends that I, that I have a crush on someone but I just there's something really vulnerable about it like it's really scary I know it's so interesting like not the last time I mentioned Anna but like Anna is basically like Anna will like if she meets someone and she fancies them she'll like go straight up to them and be like oh my god I've had the maddest crush on you for like yeah. six months and she just doesn't care and I've always been so I'm I'm like that like I'm so scared of somebody knowing that I like them because I'm so scared yeah. of like what if they like think like oh my god are you joking in what world like look at her like you know like all of those things that go I in my know. head and it's like I always used to wish that I had Anna's approach to life because she's just literally always been very nonchalant of like she'll go up to someone and be like I really like you and then she'll walk away and then she won't think about it again <laughs> it's so admirable I really yeah coming out of covid i want to try and embrace more of that because what's the worst that can happen like that they don't like you exactly exactly we aren't 12 years old anymore most no one has ever like laughed at someone having a crush on them even if you don't like them back it's a huge compliment like exactly i think people love it people love it and if they don't like you back like fine it's not like you're married like i think we all need to remember that unless you're anna (laughs) yeah 
I exactly. Anna needs to no, I mean she's got a boyfriend now, but um but I just think that's the thing. Just go up to someone and just say, I like you and then just walk away. Yeah. You know, it's that thing yeah. of like if you think of and this is why like we romanticise men who are like that all the time. Like if you think about Adam from Girls, that mm. is what he was like. Like he was so not like you know, and I was in love with that character yeah, for years too. because I was like, I just want to meet someone who's so weird who gives me nothing and then will suddenly look at me and say, I really like you, you know, Grace. And like that, but then when we don't like love the idea when women are like that and actually like you, like I've got friends like you and like some of my other friends who are like that. And I think that's sick. Like it's really attractive because it's very like, it's like different. It's like, you're not giving much away and then you just look at them and just like, yeah, I've had a crush on you for six years. Yeah. (laughs) That's really cool. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. I, and I also think I always assume that all men are really confident. And the truth is, I think a lot of them aren't. And like, you know, a lot of them like when someone makes the first move. But I just always assume that all men are like James Bond. Like, and if they're not pulling the moves on me, then they'd hate me. Oh, my God, no. I never, I always, always have to make the first move on everyone. Yeah. No one ever tries to get with me. I need to get better at that. Ah, uh, um, okay, should we talk anyway, about other things we've been liking? That was a really good TV show that we just discussed, me and you, uh, yeah. Live. <laughs> yeah, well, this is, see, this, but truly, this is the reason I like Love Island, is because I think it leads to interesting thoughts and conversations mm. about dating, and, like, it's, mm. you know, my parents always try and give me dating advice, and it's like, dating is really different now than it's ever been at any time in history, like, we're in a really odd place for men, for heterosexual dating especially. And I think Love Island, although it's obviously like the body standards are wild and it's not real in any way, it does lead you to have interesting realisations about your own dating life. Yeah. Yeah. And and actually like a lot of reality TV does. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Below sorry, deck, dog. definitely. My dog's barking. Hi, Betty. Um, um, okay. Well, I have a recommendation that you've probably already listened to this podcast, but I'm mm-hmm. always late. So I went to Soho House on Sunday after my show and I met this man called Chris who's six foot nine and like 50 years old. And he was telling me that he's like had um, a lot of bad stuff happened to him like in the last year and he got really addicted to like relaxing podcasts and like comedy podcasts. And he told me about this podcast, which is um, Will Arnett, Jason Bateman and Sean Hayes, you know, Jack from, do you listen yeah. to it? Smartless, yeah. I have, I don't love it, but. Oh my god, I I absolutely like there have been a few episodes that have just made me so happy because I love this idea of like three men really trying to be good at hosting and they're like they're it's all very clumsy. Like they're they're yeah. like not really they don't really know how to interview. They've obviously yeah. just decided, well, we're all really famous, <laughs> let's just start a podcast <laughs> in the pandemic and they can get the most amazing guests. Like some of the guests that they have. Yeah are insane but their their interviewing is so bad but I really like it <laughs> like you know like some of my friends dads just like trying to interview uh Kamala Harris like it's totally anyway the the episode with um Seth Rogen like I just love Seth Rogen and then also the episode with Reese Witherspoon and Zach Galifianakis so yeah okay, I, I, I have to listen I really enjoyed it. I get like that they're interviewing. It's like you know, it's not it's not like anything to write home about. But actually, they're oh, but really I sweet interviews. I love that. 
it's really sweet they're just really like relaxing because they're like they're not pretentious in any way my mum is like a trained radio interviewer and whenever she listens to to podcasts she's like these people are so bad at interviewing and I'm like yeah but I'm not tuning in for like news night I'm tuning in for like a random rambly chat that's what I mean hopefully people are tuning into this podcast for because it's well, exactly that. 20 minutes on flirting um do you, did you hear the story about paul paul rudd and seth rogan this week yeah i love that I and also it. when i so seth rogan did a tweet being like just remembered a story i can't remember how it started i uh, just had a flashback to a memory i was in vegas or something and i went to get a massage and then um, I was having my massage and suddenly Paul Rudd was doing it and he'd slipped like the masseuse $20 or something to go in and massage yeah. Seth Rogen. <laughs> but, and he thought Seth Rogen would notice, but Seth Rogen didn't notice. So didn't. Did and he was really massage. good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, something I realised I haven't really been talking about books a lot, um, but I'm going to start talking about books more. And I read, I finished this book this week called No One Is Talking About This by Patricia Lockwood. And it's on the Women's Prize list. Um, I'm a trustee of the Women's Prize, but I, that isn't the reason I liked it. But it's so good. It's really short. And it's the first book I've read that is like really good on social media. It's all about this woman and she's like a social media celebrity kind of. And it's all about like Twitter and the internet. And it's written in this really weird, cool style. And I just think it's really kind of modernist and stream of consciousnessy, which is the only way that you can really write about social media because it is so fractured and fragmented and like so many people have tried to do it. And um, I always am like waiting for this, you know, we had like Virginia Woolf and James Joyce because of the industrial revolution. And like, I think everyone thought the technological revolution was going to lead to like amazing literature and there just hasn't been any. And this book to me really feels like beginning of something great and it's really good um amazing and And it's short yeah and it's short I actually think you'd really like it love it's kind of hard to get into yeah I'll read it I love a short weirdly written yeah and then I also watched the Netflix show about the murder in West Cork which um I listened Mm. to the podcast but it was really cool like it's a really well-made documentary I think it's like they have this guy Ian Bailey and he's one of the main interviewees and he's, I mean, I think he's obviously the guy that killed her. But, like, it's its just really good. I'd I'd watch it. It's, it's a good true crime if you're into true crime. Yeah. It's very sad and very dark. I mean, but like, I'm not into true crime, but, like, everyone keeps telling me to watch the West Cork thing. So I will, like, when, I, when I'm up early, I, I can't watch stuff like that after, like, midday. But I'd also say, like, if you're not into true crime, don't watch it because it is harrowing and heartbreaking I mean it's this Mm. amazing woman a mum who got brutally murdered and her son is like very sad it's just and sometimes you know I I do like true crime and and you do get this moment when you're engaging with it and enjoying it where you're like this is really fucked up that I'm enjoying this so I I never try and like push true crime on anyone because I think unless it's like your bag it's not an enjoyable watch (laughs) yeah yeah I mean uh yeah I don't know like I do find that story like interesting and Jack is obsessed with true crime and then he always like tells me the whole story before I've watched anything so I know exactly like he's already watched it but he just says it's really beautifully shot as well and like makes that part of Ireland look amazing 
It is. And I think that's what you don't get on the podcast. Like I'd always slightly mm. imagined West Cork as somewhere quite creepy. And like this does such a really wonderful job of showing how it's this really beautiful, like artistic community. And um, it makes me want to go there. Yeah, um, I want to go there. That thing about Jack reminds me like me and my dad are both terrified of horror films, but we love the plots of horror films. So we both obsessively google the plots of horror films and then tell each other the plot because we know that we'll never be able to watch the film (laughs) jack does this thing which is so annoying he'll jack will come into my house and he'll be like oh my god so i'm listening to the best podcast um it's about this girl and basically she like rot and then he'll tell me like an entire story of like a woman who like robbed millions of pounds i'm like okay just say like just the premise and he's like no no that's the whole concept and i'm like oh it's (laughs) already the end (laughs) I know, but he probably knows you're not going to watch it. No, because so I actually do. Story. No, if it's not about murder, I love it. Oh, okay, so yeah. Like I like I like shows about scams a lot. It's why I love that yeah, show, yeah, Scam yeah. Goddess, which is still brilliant podcast. Um, okay, I mean, we've done an hour somehow, so yeah, I guess I mean, this that's really good. Why now we can go and watch Love Island. While I was waiting for you, I put a thing out on my Instagram asking for questions because I thought we weren't going to be able to fill this episode because the episode of We're Housewives was so boring. But I will save the questions and we can do that next week, maybe. Yeah, let's do that next week. Um, Yeah, let's do that next week. Yeah, and um, as always, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, share, send it to a friend who likes very odd, long conversations about flirting. Yes, flirting. We all flirt sometimes. We all flirt. The universal truth. We all flirt. flirt. Unless you're me, which is what this podcast has been about. Um, All right. (laughs) Bye, Gracie. I love you. I love you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.